Hello everyone. Hello. I'm Tony. And I'm Tally. And we are the Lazy Book Lovers. This is a podcast for book lovers who procrastinate about reading and have never-ending TBR piles. And today's episode is our reading update. Books we've actually read. Books we've actually read. (laughs) We did some actual reading for, I think this is our January and February? Yeah. um, Yeah. So it's my January because February I've literally been ill and not read anything (laughs) until this month. Yeah, to be fair, like February's barely existed for me. And I sort of had this like moment yesterday where I realised what the date was and I had a little bit of a crisis. Um, yeah, when, was, it, when there was all this Valentine's Day stuff going up, I was like, mm-hmm. no, that's not till mid-February. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I was like, this, this is ages away. I was really oh, procrastinating, obviously, things I had to buy. And then I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> like, literally tomorrow. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> Time isn't real. Time is a contract. So my story graph is saying, good job you're on track with the amount of books, but my pages, girl. Um... 3,000 pages you're behind and I'm like yeah, you it's telling me I'm 8 books behind and I was like I read so many books why are you being like this <laughs> so why are you being so I dramatic? think maybe I need to take the goal down or something ah just leave it I don't like it I, I'm not... <laughs> it's upsetting me it's upsetting my perfectionist needs of <laughs> pleasing an app I don't know <laughs> yeah, so rather than I made a goal more, I, I made a goal and I'm failing oh no I've just spilled my water it's okay it's just water it's on your bed it's just water though oh Oh gosh, save the books. Okay. <laughs> yes, save, save your books, but it's just water. Oh, okay. But I appreciate sure? the concern. Yeah, <laughs> I was so concerned. I was to put this oh, within yeah. hand's reach. That's all right, I'll just. Ask I need you a little need like it. table that I can swing out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's how we're starting today. I'm spilling water all over Tony's bed. We were fairly professional for about 30 oh. seconds. We did, that's what, that was the karma. <laughs> <laughs> we, were we had to a offset it. Too professional. <laughs> um, yeah, we introduced anyway. the podcast in the first minute. Like the, the uh, we're going to try and do that from now on. Tell you what the episode's actually about within and then the first just minute. Talk rubbish after. Okay, right. Um, let's do. All right. Okay. <laughs> so, how many books do you think you have to talk about? Ah, uh, so I have read five, mm-hmm. and I'm got two on the go. Three if we count the audiobook, but it's my sleeping audiobook, so it's Sorry. on my story graph because I, I don't know, but it's a sleeping one because it's a re listen oh. to a book I've read. I came into 2023 with was it 10? Yeah, seven, reads? I thought you said, but I think it was 10. And <laughs> um, I'm now currently on 19. <laughs> you know, you keep doing all those those chart things in your story. Oh my god, that like, ongoing is just getting. <laughs> So it's context, like last month's things that I have read total now. <laughs> oh, my net galley ones. So for context, I've been doing an update every month or um, every Monday of what I read the week before, and also my net galley updates. And um, <laughs> getting smaller. No, and none of the lists are getting smaller. Reading, reading your TBR pile that went up because of your birthday about nineteen months. <laughs> Seriously. I also picked up the Friend of Glass set. So that was an extra book. Yeah. And then this month I was like, look, I'm going to calm down. Last month was an outlier and then this mm. month obviously it wasn't an outlier at all. Why was I lying to myself? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And then, so in my little weekly wrap up, I have like started, finished, ongoing and my ongoing books have just <coughs> taken up half the page. Now. Like, finish some books. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. I've, I've only bought one book, and it was the uh, Chain of Thorns, the last book in the Last Hours series, like I said, under Claire. Yeah. Oh, I need to send you. She's That YouTuber has finished her free parter on mm. why Cassandra Claire is a bit trash. I'm going to yeah. send you it because I think it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It is what it is. I'm a fantasy trash whore. We um, no, her as a person is trash. Oh, uh, okay. We will be um, discussing that in a future episode. In fact, in, you know, oh yeah, in a hot takes episode it's coming next takes. next week, next. I think. <laughs> right, let's um, talk about what we've been reading. Do you want me to go first? Because three of these books is one series. Yeah, go on now. So we'll probably knock that out. So I read the Folk of the Air series. Oh yeah, by Holly Black, and that's the first one. You read the first one, told me to read it. I went and read all three, and you still haven't read the rest. Damn. So, um, yeah, so that's The Cruel Prince, The Wicked King, and Queen of Nothing. Mm. Nothing. Oh, that was very local. I just said that. (laughs) Queen of Nothing. So, how do I describe this in a spoiler free way for you? I just did this on my blog, so I should be able to do this. So, the story opens with the fae father of our main character's oldest um, sister sort of turning up at their mortal home, killing their parents, and then taking them all back to fairy. (laughs) Yeah. That is literally the opening scene. Yeah, so Um, the main character, her and her twin sister, who is barely even a character in the first book, I don't know if she She gets a bit of a personality later. She's like, not much. They are full human, Mm -hmm. but they've been taken with their older sister who is part fae yeah to out, out of a sense of honor because yeah. they were his wife's children so and despite the fact he killed, killed his wife, wife and yeah. he, and her new husband that there's I've the father of his kids <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna kill your parents but i've got a bit of honor i'm gonna yeah. take you to a world you've never yeah i won't of. just abandon you and um, um where and everyone's gonna treat you like crap because yeah. you're not fae yeah because they are human they obviously have to work very hard and they're treated quite cruelly by the fairies because humans are kind of used as servants but their sort of quote marks adoptive father let's call him chooses to treat them like royalty and then the other fey royalty hate them for it and because they are human they can be glamoured that's it yeah and that they obviously they wear charms to protect them from it but it's not foolproof because the charms can be taken and stuff like that uh and jude kind of kind of just snaps and he's like i've had enough of this and starts to fight back which sort of run fucks all of them and obviously we've got the and Prince Carden, who is like... She realises she can lie. Yeah. And she can use that to her advantage. Yeah. Um, obviously, fate cannot lie. And then when she, like, basically she starts having it out with one of the princes. There's seven royal princes and one was in her class. And she starts having it out with him and catches the attention of a different royal prince. who he's like, hey, I'm going to offer you, like, some a little deal to make your life easier. No spoilers, but it's just like a little, like, it's little deal. Political... Mm. backstabbing and political fighting throughout and then yeah and then that prince gets betrayed and like the following books follow the kind of fallout from that and Jude kind of accidentally ends up in a position of power and she's like oh shit I've got to keep this position of power and then basically it's her just trying to like keep control of like the snowballing situation and then she gets more and more powerful and she's like oh fuck Um, and she's only like 14 or 15 or something I think she's like 16 oh maybe 16, 17 Mm -hmm. Which isn't like fairy is like old enough to get married. Her sister gets married to like an arsehole. I don't know if that's a spoiler. You don't know who the arsehole, arsehole is, so no. that's not a spoiler. And her sister's belly character anyway. 
Yeah. Her sister is very much the opposite of Jude. She just wants to fit in. She wants to be a bride, and that's what she wants. She wants to be bride, have fairy babies, live her best fairy wife life yeah, in the court. Jude, from the very beginning, wants to be a knight. She wants to be a, a knight. knight. That's it. And um, then Mad- uh, her father is like, yeah, you can't be a knight. You're a human. What are you talking um, about? And the but it's because he's, trying to find he's, he's got sneaky plans basically, and he's like, wait for my sneaky plans. But she's like, nah, I want my own plans. Yeah. I, I don't. I yeah, like they kind of have a bit of a weird relationship with him because, because obviously he, he did kill their parents. He did and they kill did their parents, but then they've been raised in fairies since they were like five years old. Mm. So the fairies all they've ever known. So like their elder sister tries to kidnap them, take them back to fairy, but they That's they true. don't like it. Don't take him back to the human world, yeah. sorry. Yeah, so their older sister never even gets over she's it. She's the one that can fit in yeah. and has a right to be there. She's like, nah, fuck you guys, I'm yeah. going back to the human world. And she's always upset that they assimilated and she didn't, despite the fact she is mm. half fae mm. and, and quite powerful. Like, mm. And because she she didn't have to try and fit in like the mm. other two did, so. And she doesn't understand what it's like. Yeah, so then it's just, it's more. The only thing I'd say different to, like, obviously how it gets portrayed online is a lot of the focus is on the romance yeah. and it's not a fancy romance the it fancy is a political is a subplot to a political yeah book it's series. all about the political kind of dealings and the spying and the sneaking around it is about it is about like war games and tactics yeah and then there's also like a secondary plot of the love story i picked it up because it kept being i picked it up as a enemies to lovers mm-hmm. but um and i was not disappointed that it wasn't that at all yeah it was so it's, it's much well done and i loved it yeah. and it, it's not enemies to lovers in that the love interest that never was her enemy it's just jude doesn't realize it <laughs> like jude is just so oblivious and it's like it's quite cleverly written but you can see right from the start of how she's misconstruing everything that's happening in my opinion yeah it's just so clear from the beginning yeah there were some bits that i read that i was like oh that's not what you read it as yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, but she, she's also a child. Yeah, and all she ever, all she cares about, and all she knows, and the whole book is basically she just wants to be safe. Her, yeah, just trying to create a life for herself, and she also desperately wants to take some play down. Mm. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's a, she's a badass as well. Like, there's times where she gets like pretty badly injured, and she just walks it off. <laughs> yeah, she's like. I've got to put up a, a, yeah. an image of this is fine. Yeah. I can't show weakness. No, I get, it gets real bad later. Yeah, she gets like really badly hurt and she's just like, walk it off. She also has a really <laughs> cute hairstyle. Because mm. she has her hair in little buns, like little horns on her yeah. head, which sounds cute. And mm. I love seeing that in fan art. <laughs> I think it's like quite well written. Yeah. I think she's a bit, she's a bit cold sometimes, but she is quite mm. cold and like, ta- like she's into tactics and calculating and she's not, yeah, I'm gonna say she's the most emotive she's narrator really ever, about, but it's nice to have something different. She's not about that um, building relationship lifestyle. Mm. She's about that, and that includes what can like I get family. From you? Yeah, friends. she's about that um, kind of taking power. Yeah, I think not how it started, but I think by the end of the first book, I she think she she kind like, of is like, oh, a bit of power is quite nice actually. And then she I've been afraid my whole life in a position mm. where she kind of if she wants to survive she has to keep going for power mm-hmm. yes yeah, so, i mean it just literally snowballs out of her control mm-hmm. of just trying to keep herself safe her family that safe last bit in the first book i was like you don't what? see it coming yeah. do you oh my I, God. So, I like these are the one the last like i listened to it book. as an audio the last hour i was like oh just my mouth was <laughs> it's every book though there's all these twists that you like you don't see coming but not in a shit way yeah because like, like we always say if you there's a twist that you don't see coming that's poor writing 
Yeah. But in this case, it genuinely is very clever misdirection because her narration at no point is lying to you. Her narration is saying all these things without saying them. And so when she does the thing, the big twist, you don't see it come in. Um, But then you're like reading it going, oh, well, she said that. But like just didn't, yeah, explain it all the way. I want to pick up the books because you can get the trilogy from the works for like a ten. I think that's how I bought it. Yeah, so I need to go pick them up. I listened to it as an audio, but I definitely want the books because I'd they're like pretty. to really read them. Yeah, they're pretty and they're an easy read. They're only like three hundred-ish pages, yeah. and they're um, YA, which tends to be an easier quicker mm. read in general. Yeah, they were an easy read, but they were, I was like, just I was like reading it at one point, and I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> like I remember going like, oh fuck, this has just happened, like. And now that, and I was like, what do I, what? What do I do now? I'm like, oh, I think I, because I was around someone's house when I was reading it, and I was like, oh, fuck, she's just been made into, like, spoiler free, uh, made, made into a thing. <laughs> and he was like, contactless. Context is like, what? And I was like, don't worry. Like, just, just be like, oh, <laughs> just be shocked. Yeah. It's like when I go to my other half, and I'm like, this just happened, and he's like, wow. <laughs> cool story. Um, so yeah that was another trilogy that's been sitting on my bookshelves for about five years that i've finally oh, read so go me so yes yeah, speaking of context i read which i've briefly mentioned in the previous mm. episode lost in the moment and found which is the eighth wayward children book by Sheldon mcguire is this the one that traumatized you yeah um, okay so i went in and uh, had a massive cry to my partner and he was just like what happened? What do I do? <laughs> just, um, just pat me. <laughs> yeah, I was literally like, I just can't. And then I just showed him the the beginning bit, which I read, uh, I think, in an episode. Mm. And he was like, okay, I'll give you a cup. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is the eighth book in the series. The series can pretty much, they can all be read as standalones. Okay. They are interconnected, but you can yeah. pick up at any point. So I've just got to read book number seven and I've read them all. But this is the Wayward Children series. And it's about children who um, stumble across doorways to other worlds. Uh, And they're usually worlds that contain what they are looking for, like what they're missing in their life. As they are children... Mm sometimes it's not it's not necessarily going to be good for them yeah yeah exactly like it's, it's what they need what but they, or it's what, what they, they want, think they want. not what they need mm, yeah. yeah yeah so because they're always like worlds to an extreme quite often so this one follows um, oh and some of the books are actually set in our world there's a couple of schools dotted around yeah that take the children in when they are returned to our world because obviously they're usually quite traumatized they've usually been missing from their family for five years or something yeah some of them are just trying to and they don't age do they whether they're they do yeah oh okay some of them are just trying to uh learn to live back in our world some of them are desperate to find their way back sometimes their doorways reappear sometimes they don't and if they're desperate to go back and their doorways never reappear they're mm. traumatized and when they become a certain age, they basically age out of being able to find these doorways. Ooh. So if they don't refine their doorway, oh, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the um, lost in a moment and found. It says, "Welcome to the shop where the lost things go." So this follows Antoinette, who goes by Ampsy because she never keeps still. So mm. her nickname is Ampsy. 
And when she was a child, she lost her father. It says metaphorically. He's not in the shop and she'll never see him again. So she loses her father in that he passes away, unfortunately. Mm. <clears throat> and that's the first thing she loses. And then she loses a lot more in her life, including like her childhood, her innocence, her ability to trust people, her ability to trust the adults around her, to trust her mum, like all of these things. And she finds the shop where lost things appear. <laughs> and she works there. And it follows her little, because they're quite short books, mm. they're usually about 200 pages. Um, and it was the most heartbreaking book so far in the series. And yeah. Oh, I can actually hear it in your voice. It's, it's yeah. Just killer. Just, oh my god. <laughs> and didn't you do like a YouTube mm. review of it where you just sobbed? Yeah, I've never actually done anything with that. You're not gonna just, upload it. Yeah. yeah. So it was it's... too raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just an amazing book. It was like that with all the bright places. When I read that, oh. I couldn't talk about it no. for like I was like, I need some time with this. <laughs> yeah, it's just sometimes those books really, really hit mm-hmm. you. And it really made me cuddle the baby a lot harder <laughs> and go and give my son a big kiss when he was asleep and mm. just, yeah. Yeah. Well written. Julian <laughs> oh. Maguire definitely puts their I've got them in my wish list, the way my children books. Mm, they're so mm. brilliant. I love them. They are fabulous. The first two spoil each other because they're like interconnecting storylines. Okay. So you can pretty much read them in any order because they literally spoil each other's ending. Uh, but yeah, brilliant. There's yeah. like one for horse girls, like a girl goes to a horse world. <laughs> the one I haven't read is called Where the Drowned Girls Go and she, I think the girl in that becomes a mermaid. There's rep of pretty much every kind in it. It's just, yeah, wonderful. Uh, so the mermaid girl, the one I haven't mm. read, um, she has appeared in a previous book. I believe like she gets bullied for being quote-unquote fat. And she goes to this world and she finds that her body shape is perfect for swimming fast and stuff <laughs> like that. It's like, yeah, oh, it's all like about learning that, to yeah. accept yourself and yeah. Oh, brilliant. Love yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds like it would be devastating. <laughs> Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if you noticed when you said the thing about the shop where the lost things go, and I yeah. went, oh. Yeah, I know. It's just, like, there's there's a girl that appears in the shop, and she's like, I've lost my cat, and they go and find her cat, and mm. she gets the cat back, but then it's full of stuff like, um, Auntie discovers there's, like, jars of baby teeth, and things like that, that you, stuff you lose, and mm. you don't realise you've lost it, and, yeah. <laughs> and there's stuff that will never be found, because the people are no longer around mm. to find their missing stuff. Yeah, it's oh. just heartbreaking. Oh. 10 out of 10, pick it up. <laughs> it emotionally destroyed me. <laughs> um, so my next book is a real shift in tone from that. Go for it. <laughs> Let's hear it. Okay, so I've... Um, and my job that pays me... <laughs> We have been relaunching the brand with a new name and new colours and a new website and I have been heavily involved slash kind of in charge of that whole process and that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> it's been a bit, I'm just sitting here nodding. <laughs> it's been a bit stressful but you know very you cool and I'm very proud of everything I did and like 
I enjoy my job, which is really weird to say considering I have a history, I have a very long history of hating my jobs. Yeah. So it's it's really weird to be like exhausted and tired and fed up, but also being like, but this is good. Yeah, this... but feeling like yeah. um, fulfilled by yeah. it. Yeah. However, during that whole process, I needed something a bit mindless to listen to. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So I found Taunt Her by Catelyn Dare. Mm-hmm. It is the book one of the Rebels at Sterling Prep. <laughs> yep, sounds like something nice and chill. Was <laughs> 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 this a Audible library? One? Audible, including library one. I just wanted something easy. This looked like it. I think I found it on some list somewhere of like bully romances. Oh, you um, really into bully romances. I want to give it a go because mm. I'm still not sure how I feel about it. Or well, you consumed all the Zodiac Academy. Yeah, I know, but I was like, is that just a well done version of that? I don't think that's well done at all, isn't it? <laughs> no, you haven't seen the bit where the, the relationship changes the between. Book. Yeah, you've I'm, seen the I'm book just, where he is still bullying. Her. I'm just talking about the writing. Is not. And I'm you, not saying it's a bad book. No, they are really good books, but quality bearable. Mm. But good story, so like good character, like good goodish character. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've got. I need to play you, so I've got the audio book because um, that's my re-listen at the moment. Is the audio <laughs> for book one, and I I hate I hate the voice actor, and oh, I don't know what to do with it. Audio books. Yeah, all of them are on Audible. You have to pay use credits. You should return it if you're not going to listen. I am listening to it, oh. but like they've given Darcy and Victoria like really sultry voices, and I don't like it. Mm. Anyway, are they done by the same narrator? Yeah, all of them. Mm. And like some of the airs' voices aren't what I thought. Oh, we haven't told you there is a the baby podcaster is present. She She's was sleeping. Just woken up. She's like, tell me more about this book. So far, she was napping. She's um, a bit wheezy, wheezy at the moment, so you might just hear little wheezy breaths. That's not us breathing, just so you know. <laughs> well, there's like, not like yeah. a pug in the room. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I need to play you that because it's... Mm. Anyway, so this... <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read you the description on Storygraph, okay? He hates to want her, she wants to hate him. Already. Mm-hmm. After a good start. <sighs> Uh, Remy Tanner wasn't part of the plan, but when I see my uncle doting on her, I know she's going to help me destroy him. I'll taunt her, Tessa. In the end, I'll break her. Ace Jagger wasn't a good guy, but he swept into my life like a storm, and I'm caught up in the aftermath. He's cruel, calculating. In the end, I never stood a chance. She might be a sterling prep princess, and I might be the guy from the wrong side of the tracks, but one thing's for sure, I won't stop until I get what I want. Revenge. <laughs> He's called Ace as well. Oh, <laughs> Remy and Ace. Remy and Ace. Uh, and then it has a little star at the bottom. Taunt her as a dark high school bully romance. If possessive tattooed motorcycle riding alcohols aren't your thing, you probably won't like this book. Hmm. Um, and did you like? Do you like it? Did you like I don't it? Know what? You finished it, haven't you? Yeah, I finished it. It was good fun. It, it, it was what, what it was. you needed. It, it for. was pretty awful. Like. Because, mostly because, see, all that stuff about I'm going to destroy her. No. Never actually. Well, no, he does. He does do something pretty shitty, but immediately regrets it and tries to make up for it. So, the main character, Ace, him and his two brothers have been living in a trailer park on the shit side of town 
with their drug, drug addict mum who's just passed away. And so Ace has basically had to raise his brothers. Is this like Nate and Brumwin from... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's had to like basically raise his brothers he had to he's done some pretty dodgy shit in order to make money for them his mum was like it's alluded to that his mum did a bit of prostituting but it's not like directly said but that was for drugs his father's brother is a very rich man on the other side of the town who owns like a mansion that's empty it's just him living in it Oh, but he doesn't want anything to do with his kiddos. Yeah, or? well, that's what I mean. There's this whole backstory we still don't know by the end of the first book. Oh, there's more. Of, like, the uncle knew what their living situation was on the other side of town and never, ever chose to adopt them. And now Ace is, like, nearly 18. He's, like, just about to turn 18 in this book. And suddenly he decides to adopt the three boys. Huh? Foster them. Why? Put them into the, the very expensive paid-for prep school. And the other two boys are, like... I think sophomores like they're only a couple of years younger than Ace mm-hmm. um, and Ace has obviously had to like always look after them and he's he's literally he was part of the deal his uncle wouldn't take just the younger boys because Ace was like I'll stay in the caravan you take the kids yeah. and he was so he, why does he want Ace? I don't know Especially the uncle insisted Ace, all like, three boys go as well. he insisted oh. and they did a deal with Ace so that Ace has to pass high school and then his uncle will have no more to do with him very yeah, and Ace is going because his uncle wouldn't take the kids without him. So yeah. he's like, I want them to have better futures. And his uncle, like, one of them's going to be a pro footballer, and his uncle's using his connections to get him on teams, and which works. So Ace is like, okay, I just need to stick this out. But there's this whole backstory of like his dad is supposedly dead, but then you're like, start to wonder if that was true or not because mm. Ace a lot starts to allude to a lot of things, and he wants to get revenge on his uncle. His uncle has a girlfriend who has a daughter who he dotes on. He like he pays her rent, like the mother's rent, all this kind of stuff. His mother, the mother, is a socialite in that circle. But when her husband left, she like had fuck all money, so she relies heavily on him. And then like the relationship is kind of based on the bit gold degree. So the daughter is Remy. Yeah, the daughter is Remy. And so on the first night, the boys go to the big posh house, and like Ace is seeing how his uncle lives. And he's just angry. Like, why did you leave me? You knew. Mm. He was like, I I have memories of you coming to the caravan when I was like five. So you knew. So he's. And he decides to get revenge on his uncle by dating the prep school princess, Remy. Okay. I mean, it feels like there's probably better ways. There's some other backstory going on there of like what he thinks. He keeps alluding to something his uncle's done. Mm. And it involves his dad. He could probably just like sell the uncle's stuff. Oh, yeah. And then so he, desk, he decides to date Remy, but then he immediately is just like a massive simp for her and actually does nothing mean to her. Like, doesn't bully her at all. He's immediately a complete so simp. Really right like, she's getting bullied by girls at school. He stands up for her, takes her, he then, like, takes her out of school, takes her out for a nice day out, takes her out for pizza and all this kind of stuff. But he doesn't really dodgy right at the end, mm. which is, like, the thing that apparently makes it a bully romance. But I was like... He's not really bullying, bullying her, but there's like lots of stuff about like he bites her boob at one point. He's like, I just wanted to mark her, I wanted to mark her with my brand, and like she's into it, so fine. His brand is biting boobs. Yeah. Okay. So she just she's I mean she was all 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 for it. I'm assuming so it was this consensual was biting. An intimate situation, yeah. and not just they're walking down the street and he's like, I'm gonna bite mm. her boobs. Yeah. Because that feels a bit yeah. weird. <laughs> just like a chomp. <laughs> so. And then the, there is quite a cliffhanger ending. I think I'm going to listen to the other ones. They're only seven hours. Mm. You know what? It it's one of those things like, we don't need to analyse. It's it's shit. It it's just shit. When they, when they're minors, 
and they have like so they are both over 60 they're but both they're like nearly 18 minor, and it's like her 18th like, birthday in the book not that it excuses anything but i mean at 18 years old you're quite unlikely to be partaking in like food biting and stuff i don't know it's just yeah. like why mm. that's usually what puts me off like these kind of books high school, i don't yeah. like them being in high school because it feels inappropriate because just because if they're read by people of those age if they're read by people of the same age, I mm. is that mm, I don't want them to think that's normal. I don't know. It's just yeah. I don't know. I think on the on Audible, it's it's per, the rating is obviously like adults. Yeah. So you would hope any adults are listening to that's it. That's why but... I didn't mind the Zodiac Academy because they were adults. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just always find it a bit grey, mm. and it's not something I tend to. I mean, I, I like my my sex scenes with monsters, not with... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but those are grown adult monsters. <laughs> exactly. But, like, we're talking about 500-year-old dragons. Come on. <laughs> we need a 500-year age difference. Yeah. <laughs> but not like 500-year-old vampire and 14-year-old. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. You've been waiting 500 years and you're perfect woman. No, we're not even going into Twilight territory. Anyway... <laughs> I'm just gonna watch her sleep. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna stalk her. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, that sounds like a fun. You know fun what? Book. It was it. It was seven hours and kept me going for a work day. Yeah. Yeah, it was what it was. That sounds good. Well, I was gonna do it on a different note, but I'll do the one on a similar vein. Okay, cool. Okay, so for a tandem collective read-along i read not my type by evie mitchell and it's the first in the all access series mm. and it is a I'm, I'm gonna say adult new adult adult i'm gonna say adult book about a um <laughs> about a sexologist called mm. frankie who um is a wheelchair user and she runs a sex podcast basically it's called all access podcast and it's about crushing stigmas and creating sexual connections for her fans so she basically delves into different fetishes and stuff yeah and she like delves into how to make them more accessible for different viewers and viewers write in and she answers questions and stuff so she's she she is a when she when she says she's a sexologist it's not like she's made up she mm. she is like very intellectual she has a degree in like sexology basically okay like she like is, psychology she's, yeah it. exactly yeah. Okay. yeah and then someone a listener reaches out to her and says they want to learn about accessible rope play and it's not something she's ever been involved in a friend suggests to her that she chats to this guy she went to school with called jay yeah and because he is a uh, rigger, a person who does rope play, and he teaches a uh, workshop on accessible rope play yeah. randomly. Because in this world, that's in this town, that's a thing that okay. you can go to the local like, community centre and have a accessible rope play session. And so obviously Frankie, uh, Frankie uh, gets in touch with him. It turns out they went to school together. It's a very small town, yeah. which makes it even weirder that they have yeah. an accessible rope play workshop yeah. in town. But okay, can you imagine that in this town. 
and um yeah it turns out that they both have lust at first sight he is well known for not being monogamous obviously and she is well known for being monogamous obviously what i liked about it was that it was lust at first sight Mm -hmm. in their first like meeting they met in a coffee shop they are flirting with each other straight away they very quickly uh bone and then that's it they they just there's no there's no pissing about like there is in some romance but i'm just going to talk over her because there's too many gaps otherwise um <laughs> she like even like the third third act conflict mm. that is usually something i hate because in romance it's always miscommunication yeah it, it, it's barely there it's yeah. great they just like have that. a little, a little. He has just a little wobble, DTF. and then literally, like two days later, he's like, "I'm so sorry, my bad." <laughs> it's, it's just it. Like it's, it was just really yes. fun. And I've discovered. I'll tell you what I've discovered. Yeah. Also, this is the first in the series. There's different characters, but I'm going to read yeah. the next. Yeah, one. yeah. Um, they're all, um, they're all about different disabled main characters as well, and they're all quite kinky. And uh, yeah, what I've discovered. That I like in romance. I've worked out what I like in romance. I like the happily ever after part. I want in the main book, not an epilogue, mm-hmm. I want to see the mundane of a relationship. Yeah. I want chapters where Past they are the just big making dinner yeah. together. Yeah, I want the big reveal, the big whatever, the big mm. proposal, the big standard and street singing, whatever. I want that to happen at like midway through the book. Yeah. And then I want just them having a happy life. Just domestic life, yeah. yeah. I yeah. realise that's what I want. And I don't want just the epilogue, it's not enough. We don't see enough of that. No. Just like also another part of romance is that sometimes you're just doing like mundane daily shit. Yeah. I want the like the usually it's lust. I don't I'm not a huge fan of love at first sight. I love lust at first sight. And then I want them domestic becoming friends. Yeah. Just making each other dinner. I know, going out for a date. I want that. That's what You're I want in my romance. romance yeah, I realise that's what I want in my romance. And that's what I liked about this. Yeah. They got into bed together really quickly. The sex scenes were really good. And then it was just like Built from talking there. about yeah. she was going to his house for dinner. And he was like, oh, I need to install a ramp for her. Like just these little things. Oh. Just a really small little yeah. bit. She meets his family and he's really worried about her meeting his family. But nothing bad happens. Yeah. It's just they all get along. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. Yeah, I like that. Well recommend. I listened to it as an audio. They had a male and a female narrator, and their voices worked well together. I yeah. like it. Ah, oh, recommend. That might be one for me. Mm. I wonder if that's in the encoded version. I listened to it on Scribed, mm. so you can use my code and you get sixty goes. Yeah, time. I need to do that. Ten out of ten. Nice. I like that. It did not destroy me. <laughs> emotionally light <laughs> I was happy so I've got another swift shift in tone swifty shifty okay so the other listen I've done I've been doing a lot of listening you've been doing a lot of like commuting and stuff as well yeah so yeah and is good usually I actually quite struggle to when I get them in pieces like that again this was a listen for while I was doing this busy work but I wanted something like interesting because I reached the point which you get to in every project where you're starting to wrap up where it's like repetitive shit mm. and I was like I need something to keep keep my brain busy block out lots of the lovely people in my office <laughs> Good move for her. 
yeah to keep it's a sort of yeah zone in yeah um, and obviously where I've cut time been quite busy like making myself focus is just oh the whole game <laughs> like so this book it's works. you actually have to work towards sometimes. Oh, it? I have to really try some days to focus. Yeah. Like, really, really try. Because it's, like, not been space for me to not focus. Yeah. Like, I don't have time for zoning out. <laughs> so I listened to Red Rising, uh, the first book in the Red Rising saga. Mm, I wanna, I I've wanted to check this series I've out. I've wanted to yeah. read this for ages. But I'm actually really glad I'm listening to it and I'm going to keep listening. It's a graphic audio one, isn't it? No. Oh, they no. do have a graphic audio Yeah, one no, about. this one, I mean, it's on the included library. Yeah. And I actually think this would be quite dense as a read. So I'm kind of glad I've listened. I think it would be too dense as a read. This whole time I thought it was sci-fi, but it's fantasy. It's sci-fi, it? fantasy, fantasy uh, dystopian, oh, okay, you know, okay. all my buzzwords. Yeah. So... This is set in kind of like a future world of ours where we've colonised all the other planets. And it opens with our main character, our narrator. He is, so he thinks, a digger helping to get Mars ready for colonisation. So they basically live, there are whole towns full of people who are miners. They live underground, they live and work underground, they never see the stars. And it's just kind of their lives. It sucks, but they get along with their lives. There's very kind of deeply entrenched cultural things. Like, they dance as a people. So you get taught the dances. Which is kind of like, almost like a rite of passage of when you start dancing certain dances. It's like to do with certain ages. People get married quite young because they die quite young. Mm. It's a hard life. But it's kind of like, the main character is very much of like, this life is what you make of it. He's like, you know, he likes the domesticity of it. <clears throat> he's like, I'm going to do the best I can be. He's what's called a hell diver, which is like in the mines is the person who does really dangerous shit. And he's one of the best hell divers they've ever had. But he's still like really young. And he's married. He's got a very, his, his wife, Eo, is like more of a dreamer, more questions the life they live. Mm-hmm. And the why the things the way they are, whereas he just kind of goes, well, that's just how it is. Why well, think about just that? Making nothing's going to change. Making the best of it. Yeah, he's like, nothing's going to change. I don't see the point because in their world, people are classed by colours, mm. and certain colours are considered to blow others. Mm-hmm. So reds is what he is, and reds obviously got red hair. Real like deeply entrenched reds even have red red eyes because they are miners mm-hmm. of a race. So. Are they born with like the the are they the color of like they're born with the red hair so they're yeah, reds they're reds <clears throat> and there's pinks which are red and gold hybrids and they are bred specifically to be beautiful they are almost like a slave prostitute race mm-hmm. and then there's golds golds are like top tier and then you've got silver and you've got bronzes golds and then there's a level above the golds which is called the peerless scarred. And that is people that have made it through the gold special academy they send their, their kids to. And if they succeed and pass through the academy, they get their faces get scarred. Because they're, they're, the whole thing with golds is that they're perfect. They are perfection. They are gods among men. They are gods among men. They've been bred specifically that way. So there's like there's different eugenics that have gone on in the past. Okay. That means like physically golds are physically different to the reds. Which then is then used to keep justifying the superiority. 
So trigger warning for eugenics in this book. This yeah. Series by I mean, it's 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 exploring eugenics and slavery and propaganda, and how like it's just built culturally into the society. The main character is very much like I am a hell diver. This is my wife. One day we'll have kids. I'll be the best diver I can be. I'm probably gonna die at forty. So and he embodies he, yeah the perfect yeah. red. When he sees a gold, he he is like. He's looking at him and he's like, hey, that is a god. He's like, I can understand why they are superior. He's literally the narration. He's like, I understand why they're superior to us. Look at him compared to me. I feel worthless and small and dirty next to him. The propaganda's working then. Yeah. Mm. Whereas his wife, Eo, questions it. And he's always going to him, why is it like this? This isn't okay. This is not fair. Eo's very like... Can they get in trouble with the court questioning? Well. There's a dance that they're not allowed to do, and if you do the dance, you're hung immediately. Oh. The whip, they're, they're whipped for almost anything. It's really harsh, and so. But Eo has secretly digs her way through to a garden. So they have what's called the Greys, that are their kind of ward keepers who like enforce the laws. Mm-hmm. And the the Greys have been built a garden underground. With fake stuff with that can get them starlight, and it's a real garden with real plants and real grass. And Eo finds a way to dig through to it and takes him to it. And like, she's like, Look at this, it's so beautiful. She's like, They've had this all along and won't let us use it. And they don't realize there are cameras in the garden, and there is obviously all out because of that. I'm not gonna say what happens, but there is a song that they're not like, there's banned a rebel song that is banned. And when they get in trouble for going to the gardens, for some, just by pure luck, they decide to send like an arch governor for this particular uh, punishment, rather than, which is usually just be like some low-level grunt. But mm. they're, they're making a point. So it's just by coincidence the arch governor is there for this particular punishment. Yeah. And Eo is like, there's cameras. Arch governor's there. She's like, I'm gonna make a point. I'm gonna be a martyr, and she sings the song, oh. which is bad. So, I don't know if I can tell you what happens after that without just leaving that. But no, no, it's literally the first couple of chapters of the book, mm. and the rest of the book is the what happens, like what he does oh. as a result. So, I don't, let me see if in the, in the description, yes, yeah, if it says. Okay, it says memory of a lost love in the description of the book, so. I think you guys can put two and two together there. <laughs> yeah, so Eo is basically hung for singing I that mean, song. I mean, you said she was going to be a martyr, so I yeah. assume she was going to yeah. yeah, she she says to him, and he's like, he's like screaming at her, don't do this, because he knows she's martyring herself. Because she said to him, I want you to rebel, I want you to like, I want you to fight, Darrow. And, and he's like, and he's like I don't want to. He's like, I want to have children with you, I want to have my life with you. And she's like, no, you could do so much more. And he's like, I don't want to. So when this, when they're punished for going to the garden, and the arch governor's there. She decides to martyr she herself, and he he realizes what she's doing, yeah. and he's just it's oh chills from his point of view. Yeah, when yeah. you're listening, chills in the audiobook because she they they sing the song as well. Oh, the, the audio is two minutes of him the the guy singing the song as Eo oh. singing it, and I'm not gonna lie to you, goosebumps. Yeah, and then obviously, and then um, Darrow loses his shit. And he chooses to bury her in the garden. He cuts her down and buries her in the dead of night, knowing he would get hung for it as well. Yeah. But he's like, I don't want to live. This was this is what What's I wanted. Point, like, yeah. yeah. And he gets rescued by the rebels. 
and they're like basically we have a mission for you it's suicide but you are kind of suicidal anyway so yeah, and he's like do you, now. do you want to make Eo's dream come true and, and the, but it's like horrific what he has to go through so like the skeletal structure of golds is different to reds but they have people called carvers who can like change on like your skeletal structure so his bones get replaced one by one so he has the bone density of gold and he goes through like excruciating like he they have different temporal lobes as well gold you get bred that way so they genuinely change the physiology of his brain to make him yeah passes a gold and then they're like basically all the point of that is for him then to go to this academy that they send their gold children to they've done this to other reds mm-hmm. and none have survived the process oh. but Darrow's just like yeah the process of being turned into one or the surviving the, the process of being turned into a gold most die and then once that getting through the academy okay yeah. like most of them don't there's a thing when you enter the academy called the passage and most of them don't even survive the passage oh, okay. and there's like they have as a test that they do before they go through the passage and Darrow does so well on that test that they send an examiner to check if he cheated oh. and that kind of thing. Well, it, it, it sounds like he's very good at just like following instructions. So. Well, no, so he's basically, they're almost trying to, this way they've bred their slave race, the Reds, has made him a better gold. Mm. He just didn't have the physiology of a gold because he has faster, better dexterity with his hands. A lot of being a hell diver is solving puzzles. And he's very good at the kind of thinking of like, so there was, example they gave was, if a fish has 1,500 scales on its left side and 1,500 scales on its right side, which side is the most scaled? Mm -hmm. And the answer is the outside of the fish. Of course. So that kind of lateral thinking, and he's really good at that just by nature of the way he had to think to do his job. Yeah. Like very smart in the way that the golds respect. So the whole point is, like, that, that, yeah. So then he goes into the academy, and the most of the book is the the academy itself, once he's through the passage, is war games. And he's just really good at the war games. Really good at things in that way, yeah. Yeah, but he doesn't play. it helps that he has has no interest in living anyway, so. Yeah. 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 But he doesn't play the way the golds do. So he doesn't, his tactics aren't the way the golds have been taught to act. Yeah. So like part of the war games is you create a hierarchical structure. Like they've been told to do this and they can enslave people. So they, they capture people, they mark them slaves. Okay. And then, so they, they, they're literally told to almost recreate the empire's structure. Yeah, but it's like universe-wide structure. Oh, so yeah, this is a structure yeah. they have on all the planets. And basically, this whole thing is to indoctrinate the golds into believing they're superior for a That's reason. This way, is the yeah. system for a reason. And basically, Darrow's like, what if I didn't no. do that? Yeah. So then he basically decides not to take slaves in the end and then to accept this instead invade other... Because they're divided by their houses. So he decides to invade other houses, free their slaves... And then not enslave them. And built himself a very loyal army as a result. Because they're not force. And so, yeah. But he like does such a good job that the people in charge are kind of like, you didn't do it right. Yeah. But we can't reward this. But also you've done better. You've got results. Yeah. Um, and the ending is so good. Mm. I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to spoil that. Yeah. So 
In conclusion, recommend. Very good book. It's a very interesting listen. The ending was really good. Not a twist ending, but just like, you know when you're just like, oh, that was satisfactory. Like, it was an ending that makes you want to pick up the next, the rest of the series. Yeah. It's a trilogy? Trilogy. Yeah. All three are in the included library. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're quite long. I've actually been thinking about reading that recently because I've been watching a lot of my booktubers I follow are doing a read along of mm. them and it's been making me want to read it. Yeah, it's in. Um, it's been in my wish list forever, but because it was dystopian, I wasn't sure. Because mm. I kind of went off that vibe. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really glad I listened. I think it'd be too meaty as, as a, a book. as a book. Yeah, it's quite a chunky book. Uh-huh. But I think like the the politicalness of yeah. it, and obviously all of that is quite deep. You know, with the, the eugenics and the slavery mm. and him slowly realising the way they've been indoctrinated and, you know, but then he, like, when he goes among the golds, he then has to realise that these people aren't monsters. No. So you go through a phase of, like, these people are evil and then, but no, they're literally, he sees how they're indoctrinated into believing golds are better mm. through this, the academy. Yeah. And he almost falls for it as well and then he has to, he kind of catches himself. Yeah. He's well, like, he's always believe that they're better as well mm. have they so well he's always like my gold body is so much better yeah but then he starts to realize a lot of his red characteristics he's like because of my dexterity i beat yeah. i beat this gold at this thing and he starts yeah, and then that characteristics of what are helping him to yeah. prevail so like yeah he starts the, he at first he's like oh my gold body can run this fast blah 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 and then over time the language switches to like i can do this because i'm a red and oh, that sounds yeah, like him, him, yeah, him versus the god. Yeah, it's, it's it's very interesting. It's very, it's a meaty book. Cool. Yeah, so further up my list, especially if it's included in the included mm. like thing. Oh, one more thing. Yeah, they end the audio book with a singer and a band actually singing the song that Eo sings. That sounds cool. And so I was listening at work. It was at the end of the day. Everyone had left. I was staying a bit late because I was late to work. Um, <laughs> and I was finishing something and I was in the office alone straight up made me cry I had such a visceral reaction yeah. to this song because the song is like the reaper swings and it's oh haunting so you think safe. anyway there we go that's I, it that's me done added to my library but it's like three times the song is sung in the audiobook once by EO once by Darrow telling it to someone yeah and then once by once at the end after the big ending. Yeah. yeah. Is that what happened? Is it baby girl? I was really shocked at the reaction I had to it. I mean, music makes me cry all the time. I'm, just, I'm one of those people that gives goosebumps. Yeah. Like I, have, I do have this kind of reaction to songs all the time, but I was just really shocked. I was in the middle of doing something in the office and I straight up just, just stop and like cry and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. <That's not> cool. <laughs> okay, let's do... You've right. got... Um, I've lost count of how many we're up to with you. Um, I d- I'm not going to talk about them all anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you want to summarise, so, like, just read out the names of the ones you're not going to do a big detailed look at? Were well, you not asked? Yeah, we'll just see. <laughs> <laughs> so I read Ghost Music by Anne Yu, which is that one that I requested in Let Gully because it mm-hmm. had mushrooms on the cover. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was really The cover does matter, guys. <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's a literary fiction. It's Chinese-based, Chinese author. So it's kind of like... I don't, it doesn't really... It's like women's fiction, I guess. Mm-hmm. They would technically put it as, which I think is a ridiculous 
genre. It's, it's literary fiction. <laughs> so it follows a lady who is in a marriage. It's at the beginning of the book. She kind of doesn't realise how unfulfilling the marriage is. Yeah. He works all the time. Very yeah. Chinese culture. She is a um, housewife. Okay. But, okay. So at the beginning, his mum has, she's very ill, so they've decided to move into a bigger house and take mm. his mum in. And the main character, let me just double check her name, Song Yan. Song Yan and her mother in law don't really have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. Song Yan is um, a city girl, and her mother in law is very much small town vibes and doesn't really want to be in the city. Mm. So her mother in law turns up. And she kind of stirs a lot in their relationship, <laughs> as uh, mother-in-laws are want, often doing fiction. <laughs> she asks a lot of questions about children, and Sonyan's like, well, I desperately want children, but Mr. Husband is not ready for it yet. Mm. So then conversations start happening, and then these kind of things come to light in their relationship. Sonyan realises she's actually very unfulfilled, um, and there's also a subplot of she is a pianist and she uh she her dad is like a, a quite a famous pianist as well and she was following in his footsteps but then she decided she wanted to do something more with her life mm. so she stopped and very much disappointed her parents and she has not done anything with her life yeah. beyond marry this man who is not a great husband, is not a great provider really, and she teaches piano. Then one day some mushrooms start turning up and the mother in law is like, Oh these mushrooms are from our small little um region where we yeah. grew up and husbands loves these and they start making food and uh Sonyan's like, um, but these are not actually for us. They're obviously for the people who lived here before or whatever. Yeah. But they can't find where to return them they try and speak to the delivery person the delivery person's like we have no return address yeah and the mushrooms start turning up every week so they start factoring them into their meals and things and the husband loves it because it's like comfort food from when he was a child yeah and the mum's like let me teach you how to make proper food for my son so you're not a trashy wife who doesn't do what i want her yeah. to do by having children or you're not making my husband yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not making my son happy uh, he goes on a work trip and the mum's like, are you not making him food to take with him? And she's like, well, no, he's going to be on the plane for a work trip. And I'm like, you should be making him home comfort food to take with him on his work trip. Yeah. And then one day a letter arrives from the person who's been sending them the mushrooms. Yeah. And she goes to the address and discovers that the person who's been sending them the mushrooms is this world famous composer and pianist who disappeared years and years ago yeah. and he is her eye so she starts going to see him and um playing piano with him oh cute <laughs> that's it really that's all i can kind of say yeah it's very strange it was really good very heartfelt i did feel things and the mushrooms were cool <laughs> oh yeah right at the beginning it start. it opens up with her being in a dark room and the mushrooms are talking to her like they're growing in her room and talking to her and it's like a dream she's had Oh. So, yeah, the mushrooms are really cool. Oh, I like that. Mm. Uh, nice little symbolism with the mushrooms and stuff. Yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Did you find out why he was sending her mushrooms? No. Okay. Just random mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. 
Yeah, he's just been like, I was sent mushrooms, so I decided to send them on. And she's like, what to me? And it's like, I just picked an address at random. Oh, okay. It's just all very weird, yeah. Okay. Very strange. <laughs> I like that. Mm. Interesting. It was fun. It was very surreal. Hmm. I enjoyed exactly it. Exactly the kind of shit you like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I do another one? Yeah. We're, okay. out, we're out of mine. I'm on to it, although I currently reads. Ah, okay. Brilliant. So I read a horror called Dead Silence, which I've mentioned mm. before that I wanted to read. I read it for a Reddit book group by S.A. Barnes, and it's about, it's a horror sci-fi, and it's about a um, group of, um, I don't really know what they are. Let me see if it says what they are. No, it doesn't really say. So they're like, um, I don't know what their actual, I can't remember what their actual job is, but they're in a spaceship. They're like in space something or other. <laughs> anyway, and they come across this Aurora, which is basically like the Titanic. It mm-hmm. was a huge ship, a luxury liner that was sent into space and uh, something happened to it. It never came back and the people, like nothing was ever found. Oh, Communication was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they come across it and they realised they could do like this finders keepers mm. like salvage law and they could go in because obviously it was a luxury liner so mm. it was the height of luxury at the time and rumours had it like the wreck of the Titanic which got robbed exactly. to bits yeah <laughs> which is basically where so it was preserved and <laughs> um, there was like for instance solid gold taps and things so mm. they're like look we can go in we need to get some evidence that we found it so that we can have prestige of being the ones that found yeah. the liner but also if we happen to take some extra to line our pockets, well, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> However, when they um, get onto the ship, um, <laughs> they find out why it was abandoned. Maybe it's not abandoned. Ooh. Uh, I liked it. What I didn't like about it is, so it, it goes between now and then, mm. so but not in terms of then of the ship. It's the now is the main character, the narrator, in a mental institution. Okay. Um, and she's the only survivor from her crew. I can imagine that makes super interesting reading, though, as a flash forward, because it's just like... Yeah, right at the beginning. So the first chapter, they're like, the rest of your crew died, and then you made it. What happened? And it's her telling the story and it's like well spoiler alert <laughs> i would have preferred mm. watching the story and not knowing if anyone's going to survive or what's going to happen like or like hinting that they all die but not stating it explicitly like that yeah and then i will forgive it i, I will forgive it slightly because it's a female author <laughs> but unreliable narrator which we all know is something i despise I like it when it's done well, mm. when it's just deliberate, like not, no, not deliberate omission, but like, I like it's been plucked out of their asshole. Mm. The, the so, truth. So this is like, right at the beginning, they're like, you're the only survivor, the rest of your crew died. Also, just for context, you're mental and you've been mental since you were a child. Yeah. Okay. Tell us the story. And it's like, okay. Great. <laughs> so I think the concept was great. I really enjoyed the parts where they were exploring yeah. the ship and finding mm. out what happened. I found the explanation a little bit dissatisfying, oh, but no. just because I wanted it to be something else. Okay. But 
that wasn't a negative on the book. That yeah. was just I had hoped for a different storyline. So I just wish they hadn't done that part. And then mm. um, about two thirds of the way through, we kind of catch up with the two storylines. And then she is leading like a government rescue team mm. back to the salvage ship, and that's like her last. But even though she's mental, yeah, and they've said she's mental. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Not that mental people can't do that, but like... <laughs> but in this, they're basically like, you know... You, you're you broken, you're fucked. Yeah, but also, we, we lead this really important mission to the place where your trauma happened. And they're basically like, we don't trust what you're saying anyway. We think you... I think they're like... I, I can't remember right, but I think like one of the... One of the government people is like, we think you killed all your crew and you're making this up. And the other government person's like, tell me about what happens. Like, good oh. guy, back. Oh. oh, okay. So I'm disappointed. I wanted more from it. Thing is, I feel like I would struggle with. Uh, so you know, like you see those footage of people diving wrecks. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not creepy, I genuinely find that kind of footage no. so unsettling Same. and just like, terrifying. Anything to do with deep sea freaks me out. Yeah. As it is. And putting it into space is like extra freaky. Because well, then me. it's not like at least I do see. I like that you can see the passage of time because obviously it decays, things grow on it. It's not like dead, dead. Whereas in the space. It would be like frozen time. Yeah, that's the creep, thing. Creep, like, creep, creepy, creepy. Like those houses that you see that got sealed for some reason, and yeah. then they look like they're straight out of the nineteen twenties or whatever. And like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know what it does to me. It's it just like unsettles me. Captured at the time that, and in this, it's not just the ship that's captured. It's like the bodies and not decomposing. <laughs> so they're yeah, because they're in space and they wouldn't. So she there's no oxygen or anything. Exactly. Because <laughs> when the ship like. Whatever happened to the ship, obviously I'm not spoiling. Everything got shut down to preserve, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it had such... We both know I'm a wimp with Good. horror reading. I can watch any horror film, mm. but reading, I struggle. It had so much, like... You know when you're like... I guess you're reading it thinking if these couple things were tweaked, this could be such a good book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. If, and also, if it had been... I don't know. Maybe you can say I. Maybe you can say I'm sexist. If it had been male, a male author, I probably would have put it down yeah. because I'd have been like, I'm not into unreliable narrators written by men or well, unreliable um, female narrators. No, it's, it's unreliable female narrators where they've just made them mental and that makes them unreliable. Yeah. That is like something a male horror writer author tends to do or thriller writer they're always alcoholics and thriller books or whatever yeah so I think that's where you're coming from more than anything yeah yeah it just feels like a lazy plot device quite often and the next one is one that was a current read I actually started it in like November and it took me just so long to read it it was 500 pages longer so that's a big book for you Africa Risen and it's a um it's a short story collection, a new era of speculative fiction, and it's, I can't remember how many stories it was, there was quite a lot of stories, it was well worth, like, the money mm. you'd be able to... That's one and, I've seen that. I've oh, seen 32. That. 32 original stories showcased in the breadth of fantasy and science fiction from Africa and the African di- diaspora. Thank you. Yeah, it was brilliant. I started reading it as an ebook, okay. and then I was able to get hold of a audio, so I did that mm. instead, and it was fabulous as an mm. audio. Strongly recommend. 
like hearing it in the different regional dialects and stuff is yeah. much better. Well, the accents vary so much. And each story had a different narrator. Yeah. So it was so well done. Short story collections. Obviously, there were some that were better than others, mm. but I would say there was no misses. There was no bad stories. None I, that you were like, this is a waste of time. No, I, would, yeah. I genuinely want to go back through, reread it, and review each individual one like yeah. that is something i want to do brilliant and it had it had some really well-known authors in it as well so there was let me just double check some of the ones i read that are, are authors i've read from before or intend to read so there was uh tanarive jew who uh has a few books yeah. i want to read there was oh this doesn't have the whole list but yeah there was a quite a few authors that i intend to read or have mm-hmm. read from Paul so it was great to read short stories by them it was just yeah, brilliant Good. excellent pick it up fantasy and sci-fi and some of it was like future some of it mm. was yeah no it was just there's a few ones I picked up do you remember I did a whole list of them I bought them and then yeah. <laughs> read them over the following three years they're all to do with different African and we've got um Obviously, Song of Wraiths and Ruin, mm. which is, I can't remember that it's set, but it's somewhere not African, but something else. <laughs> That's helpful, isn't it? Um, but as in, like, there are myths that aren't Western centric. Mm. Yeah. Is what are probably the best way to put it. There's quite a lot of them that are, you can see that I kind of grouped them. Yeah. Sort yeah. of the ones that are kind of Africa based are all kind of grouped. Um, oh, now I Rise. I don't know if there's a name for that whole series. Children of Blood and Bone. Gilded ones? Gilded ones I've read. I haven't read the second book yet, but the Merciless ones. Wayfarer. Um, Have you read Wayfarer? No, but for what we're doing in episode... The Ah. third one we're recording today, which I can't remember which episode number it is, but it's one of the ones that we could potentially pick for me. Yeah, so it was really good. I I definitely recommend Mm. it because it's a great way to be introduced to a bunch of authors as well. There's lots of, like... There are lots of fantasy creatures that are not western that don't that are actually really cool like gins and that kind of thing yeah that that whole mythology and folklore like i didn't know much about so i started reading these kind of things and they're really cool yeah and you can also see the influence um for what uh then became western stories mm-hmm. because we don't really have as as deep a history mm-hmm. in terms of i mean we are very history different. yeah Whereas a lot of these places we have a very rich oral storytelling mm-hmm. history as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I really love that. I also read for a read along. It's the first time I've ever read it, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I love Green Gables. I read the first one. I love the series, the T V series. I'm gonna watch on Netflix. it now, yeah. It's so like heartwarming. This book was just wonderful. Just, just like nice. So I listened to it for a read-along for a new... So I'm obviously trying to find some alternative to Audible. Mm. So I use Scribd. Scribd. I think it should be Scribd, but people pronounce it as Scribd. That's what it is. I would say Scribd. Scribd, Because yeah. Scribd is an actual word that exactly. they've abbreviated. Exactly. So Scribd makes some sense. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Scribd and Libra FM I use, and I'm, a, I'm on their influencer program for that. Yeah. So, oh, all of these I have affiliate links for if you want to try them as well. Um, and I've now found a new one called Audrey. So I mm. 
I joined a read along for Anne of Green Gables, which is part of Audrey. So that worked out well because it was a great way for me to get to know the app. Yeah. Um, and the app is actually brilliant. So mm-hmm. uh, this isn't going to work very well for an audio thing, but I'm going to show you. I've got pictures on my personal Instagram. You can go see. So how it's set out is each you have a guide, and each chapter they give you information oh on things that are mentioned that. in the chapter. So, so it's got like so cause obviously Anne of the like, Green Gables is quite historic, so it shows you examples of like the types of houses. Yeah, and, and it shows you like um, how Anne's room would have looked, how the kitchen would have looked, um, and then it also has a thing. So every time a character's introduced. It gives you little information oh, on the characters. That's clever. So, spent, they must have put so much time And they have, they don't have a lot of books on them at the moment because mm. they've only just released. But they're doing a lot of classics. So I've also got um, Dracula on there. Oh, Dracula's dense, but, but I've decided probably I'm, better as an audio. I've decided I'm going to do Dracula because um, it's done in um, diary entries, isn't it? Yeah. I've decided I'm going to do it on the date. Okay. Which is what I saw a lot of people doing last year. That's cool. Because it's set between September and October, I believe. So. Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to do know. that. Yeah. I read um, it 10 years ago. <laughs> so I'm going to do that because that's on my list of 23 books to read this mm-hmm. year. And I, and I was lucky enough to win a giveaway for Dracula on Audrey. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just I need to recommend. some Amazon alternatives. I've left KU now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was really shocked about the the price increase. That's made me. I, I I do use it really regularly, so I'm really arguing with myself whether it's mm. worth keeping or not. I need something else that would still work on my Kindle. That's yeah. the problem because I that I purchased that Kindle, Kindle for that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, because so, yeah, I'm lucky because I do it on just a tablet, so mm-hmm. I can have my library app and stuff. Another one to check out is Spotify because they are. Yeah, they're bringing in audio books. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of authors are going there because Audible. Have you seen the shocking? Amount I think they we talked pay? about this this yeah. other week on the podcast. But it's, it's like yeah, twenty five percent they get paid or whatever. For audio. If they're non exclusive, yeah. if they're exclusive, oh, they get forty percent. But that's still abysmal. Oh, and no. now, like it's a lot of the KU authors have been recently screwed oh, over. Yeah, they've they sort just... of done a real sweep. Yeah. Of some pretty big indies mm-hmm. on there as well, not small ones. And and because, in case you don't know, if you have a book on KU, you can't have it anywhere else. But I do. If it gets pirated and uploaded somewhere, they still penalise the author. Yeah. And I do feel like I bet if it's traditionally published, they don't have that rule in place. Are you telling me, like, Neil Gaiman doesn't get pirated like are you kidding yeah or like he can't have his book uh, ebook elsewhere because it's on KU I can't imagine that's true at all probably negotiate different contracts with authors yeah that well, it's the same authors like that you can have lawyers yeah it's the same with like Audible Um, it's like the rules for the indie mm. releases are different too. so yeah mm. that's why we like Brando Sander <laughs> so that's my little plug of like alternatives <laughs> Do you want to just list the ones we're not going to go into detail about? No, no, no I'm fine. All That's right. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones I That's want all you get to know. Go check to out her. About. Stuff. <laughs> they're, they're the ones I have like opinions on. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I am currently reading Crescent City, yeah. just over halfway, which considering the size of that fucking know, book, the one. second one's worse. Yeah. Second one's bigger. Yeah. And I'm like, what have I done to myself? Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying it. 
but there's a lot a lot of world set up that maybe we could have cut out mm. like it's a very in-depth world it's taken me a while to understand like because it's completely different to her other books and like the rules of like the fae and all that so it's taken me a while to understand it all but like there's just been there's been a lot of building yeah and it's like, like an urban fantasy isn't it? yeah <clears throat> and there's like a lot of unnecessarily like there's domestic scenes and like these things that you you probably could have cut out but it's fine but it's it's a big fucking book and i am still currently reading a quart of sugar and spice on the kindle a quart of sugar and spice yes that's a rebecca f kennedy one that's a fun name yeah it's like a nutcracker yeah oh i love it yeah that's cute but that's my uh that's for when uh it's my kindle book yeah um, so that's for like commuting or when I'm slept next to someone who <laughs> when he's the lights off. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm not ready because my brain is just like, oh, I need to sing the song on my people for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm gonna read this because it's a screen that doesn't isn't backlit. I like that. Sing the song on my people. Oh my god! Sometimes it's just like, can you be quiet? <laughs> do we need Do we need that right now? No, no we don't. Brain, do you want to shush or? Like, why do you have so much to say? Mm. Today was fine. <laughs> it's all good shut up (laughs) (laughs) and I'm also listening to the first book of Zodiac Academy but that is like my sleeping book so I never know how much they count well I use audiobooks for a lot of different purposes it's up to you isn't it Mm. I still I restart the book at the last point I remember before I fell asleep yeah exactly so I will like restart the book back again and again and again and again until I get to the end yeah so, I'm still listening. Yeah, I mean, I would count it, but mm. I know that sometimes... I, don't know. I did an opinion poll on my story before, and everyone was like, it still counts. Yeah. So, I think it's maybe just I should you. scan it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just you. Well, I'm like, I'm, what it's like to sleep to, so I'm like, how much does it count? But we did. I did include it in my total listens last year. They were all, like, yeah. the sleeping lessons as well as listen lessons. Um, yeah, so that means with if you include on my oh. current current ones uh, seven books for the year for me which is the one oh good for me really considering That's I don't know when good. I I said to you didn't off, I like, I was like I don't know when I found time for all those <laughs> you started off so strong I love it uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah so that's me that all I've got to say yeah I've got um, like 19 ongoing <laughs> that information I is thought me having three ongoing is pretty <laughs> I mean for me but but you read you'll read like a chapter or something and then abandon it for six months so yeah my pile of shame is getting epic <laughs> and my mood reading is just getting yeah. out of it's like yeah you gotta do what you gotta do yeah so like yesterday well there's this like 72 hour read long that started mm. yesterday and up until all of February I was in and about doing it and I thought I shouldn't do it I do need to finish mm. some of and then I decided if I can clear some of my current reads I will do it but then I've been ill all of February yep. I had the flu and so I haven't cleared anything and then so I wasn't going to do the read long mm. and then it started at 7pm last night so at 4pm I was like I'm going to do the read long <laughs> so everything just got put to the side and I started yeah. a new book last night for the read along <laughs> But you are who you are. I'm fifty percent through that book. I started it last night, and I'm fifty percent. I'm so impressed. So there we go. I'm going to be finishing that as an audio on the way home, and then so there's a wheel we spin, Mm. and then it gives you um, like a prompt. So then when I get home, I'll pick the next prompt. Oh, that's 
So I'm potentially going to read more this weekend than I would have anyway, because I'm doing it as like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's just what I'm doing. It's just okay. how I live my life. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, I really just don't just moments care. of joy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, cool. Do you want to do the thing about the mm. where to follow us and what to do? So if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow, like, subscribe in various places. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and you can find our podcast episodes wherever you listen to podcast episodes. Please do rate us or um, give us a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm -hmm. The more ratings we get, the happier we are. <laughs> but yeah, please do that. And please share this episode with anyone else that you think might enjoy it. If you enjoyed it, maybe pop it on your Instagram story. Oh, give us a little tag. Yeah. Please I'm do. trying to be like serious and professional and stuff. <laughs> she says what other babies say. Thanks for joining us this week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.